my gosh, we don't put the date on here. I know. Morning. Welcome to Caffeinate Your Career. Today's topic is how to choose target companies. I'm your host, the career coach with the most, Jason Hopper. With me today is my co-host, the sensational senior director of career and financial services, Ms. Allison Harding. Hi, everybody. Allison, I'm checking to see if we're live right now, and you're wearing an AT&T shirt, but we don't work for AT&T. What's up with that? I know. We work for Jewish Family Service of Greater Dallas. I'm my Jason. But one of our, our great partners is AT&T, and they have donated for us. They've done this all around the country, but to JFS, over 1,100 backpacks. And on, on Friday, we are doing a backpack distribution in South Dallas at one of the um, community centers, and we're really excited. And we want to thank AT&T for being so generous, generous to our community. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, there are 11 people watching live right now. If you are live, get in the chat, get active. I will be monitoring that. Get connected to each other because you never know who somebody's going to know. You never know. You never know. So, um, also, we got a lot going on. We do have a lot going on. Um, we have a new financial coaching series, educational series, um, and it's going to be in three parts. And the first part is five different um, um, segments. They're live. They're here at JFS in our office, and they're going to be presented by professionals that we're bringing in from the community, and they're talking about retirement, about money, about what to do when you decide you're going to retire, what do you do beforehand. There's all different things. There's going to be a segment on buying your first home. So that one's going to be done in the evening because a lot of people buying their first home are oftentimes younger or working or not able to come during the day. So we're doing that in the evening. We're going to have a bank and a realtor talking about how you're looked at both financially and sustainably to be able to buy that first home. And then also people who have homes, how are you going to be able to continue to support those? Or if you want a bigger home or all those types of uh, questions you may be asking yourself. So there, there's a lot going on. Plus, we still have our banking series. And those are when the banks come in and talk about different things like scams. Um, and in fact, in the Dallas Morning News this morning, on the front page, there's a whole new article about scams and how um, it's a multi-billion dollar business of scamming yeah. people. And younger adults are being scammed more than older adults today. Really? Yes, I was shocked too. And, but older adults are losing more money. Makes sense. Well, older adults, yeah, more money, right. it goes. But um, be careful. And if you get the Dallas Morning News, please read that because it was very interesting. And what is going on with career services? That's all financial stuff. I what know. are we doing over here? You know what today is? What? Today is mock interview day. Guys, did you know that we have practice interviews? It's the second and fourth week of every Tuesday from 1 to 2 o'clock Central. It's virtual, so you can participate anywhere that you are. If you're interested in getting on a spot for next go-round, which is going to be on the 22nd, email me. My email is J, the letter J, Hopper, H-O-P-P-E-R, at jfsdallas.org. Put mock interview in the subject line, and I'll get you 
schedule. Schedule. You'll get in. Yeah, we're doing a lot of different things because people have asked us to do different things, like this new financial program. People have been asking lots of questions, and so we want to be able to answer those questions, but be able to do it with a lot to a larger audience because you're not the only one with that question. So if you would like to see us do something, even on this show, um, let us know how you think we should. Um, do a program on LinkedIn Live if we haven't done it, or if we did it a long time ago and you'd like us to update it and do new things, we're really here for you. So I'm not going to tell you what you want. All these topics are things that people have mentioned to us or brought up to us. And so I want you to know that any questions you might have, we're here to answer them for you. And our phone number is... Uh, 972-437-9950, extension 379, leave a message and somebody from the team will get back to you in 48 hours to start that program and answer your questions. That's right. We'll get that done. Um, this Thursday, we have a virtual event, 3 o'clock Central Time. Uh, I've got a guest speaker. His name is Marty Gilbert. And Marty will be actually presenting the age advantage. So a lot of, we hear a lot of time about how age is a disadvantage. And Marty's going to help us understand how you can, one, mentally change that in your own head, and two, change it to the people with whom you're speaking um, for either an interview or talking about and all those types of things. The other question we've been, or the other concern people have had lately is um, hearing, well, you're overqualified. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so um, if you're interested in us doing an entire segment on that, please do let us know because the age and the overqualification things are two easy ways for an interviewer to say, no, we don't want you, but they don't really know. They're just making a predetermined uh, decision. Yeah. So if you are over 40, you definitely, and looking for work, you definitely need to be tuning in to the webinar at three o'clock central. I gave you my email. It's also on my LinkedIn. I just posted it this morning. Get in there, get registered and come see Marty Thursday. I promise you're going to have some good takeaways. Now, you know what's happening right now, Allison? The what? chat is the chat blowing up. <laughs> I see Jill Tokamoto, uh, Jody, Deborah, Kelly Kerber. Hey, Kelly, how are you? Yolanda is in. Hi, Yolanda. Yolanda, let me know that we are, in fact, live. For Jonna, Jaren is in as well. Guys, like I said, get connected in the chat. So, Allison, that's everything that's going on, I think. Uh, it's so not, but it's all we can remember. <laughs> We have a lot going, we have a lot going on. All right, let's talk about today's topic. It is how to choose target companies. Um, okay, I think it's always a good idea to be a little bit focused. So, Allison, what is a target company? So, a target company is one that you know about, heard about, researched, and want to work for, and one that you your skills match who they are. Um, finding target companies sounds oh, that's easy. I want to work for AT and T. There you go. And so you start doing some research, but targeting in on the jobs that they have that match your skills is what's interesting. Plus salaries, benefits, vacations, retirement. There's a lot to it that you need to look at whether you're 22 years old or 42 years old or 62 years old. The important thing is that you want to target on companies that one would hire you, 
two, where your skills match, and three, would you where you would be happy for a long period of time. Right, so you want to make sure that you get the right industry for what it is that you're able to do. Right. Right? Because that's really why employers hire. They hire for solve people to solve problems. So I'm going to throw you a curveball. What if you're changing careers? How do you find those target companies? Good question. Um, I love when I get clients that <laughs> come in and they're like, yeah, I'm not real sure what I want to do. And, and I'm always like, great. And they're like, no, it's, it's so, I don't, I don't understand what's that. I'm like, no, here's why it's good. Because what's going to happen is you're going to go and start having conversations and start talking to different people. And it's like, oh, Alice, what is it that you do? And Alice is like, you know what? I train bears how to be assassins. You're like, oh my God, that's amazing. How did you get into it? I don't want to do that. (laughs) That sounds like a dangerous career. Don't do that. Um, but you know what I mean? And so it becomes kind of like I, once I get the client to understand that changing careers, although it can be scary, you just go through, uh, get into situations where you start talking to people mm-hmm. and figure out what they do. I mean, and that was a stupid, crazy example. There's no telling sometimes what is going to come out of my mouth. It's scary. However, <laughs> however, maybe it's just like, oh, you know what? I do payroll. I make sure that people get paid on time. Oh, really? What? It's kind of interesting. How did you get into that? And they will tell you, well, it's a branch of HR, and I was an HR journalist, and I just started doing payroll full-time, and that's just kind of how I fell into it, and that's what I do now. Oh, okay. Right? And and so in pivoting in your career and doing something that is different is always, I, I think the people tend to focus on the fear of the unknown instead of what could be. And if I could get anybody to realize the thing of like what it could be, so much better off. So I also think that when looking for target companies, right now, currently, and I've, I've read that this is a trend across the country, um, many teachers are leaving um, education as their profession for numerous different reasons. But during the time that they were teaching, they picked up numerous skills. And those skills are what are going to sell you to companies and organizations. So you might be have been an educator for five years. You want to get out of that profession and do something else. What is it that you want to do? Well, maybe you help join some buying. Perhaps you want to work for an educational aids company that um, provides um, products to schools. Perhaps you want to get completely away from that and you're great in IT. Many things you can do. Perhaps you have incredible skills with organization and planning, admin position, all those things you can do. So then the way you target your companies is say, I want to be in IT. I've got these four particular software skills. I can also do these particular um, tasks. What companies could I work for? And that's how you start targeting those companies. Sometimes you're going to be wrong. Sometimes, most of the time, you're going to be right because you're going to be able to look for those skills in that at that organization and know what you can do. And this is your story. Yes. Right, the guys. Else, it's not just like making stuff up. You were a teacher. I was. And then you moved into staffing. <laughs> that's not that's not a linear jump in the career, right? right? right. But how did that happen? So I was living in California at the time, and there was a a, um, uh, a proposition that passed called Prop 13 that lowered 
um, state taxes to I don't know what, and all new to all. And when I say all, I truly mean all new teachers got laid off. And I was one of them. And so I started looking for a job and um, didn't know what I could do because I only taught school. Right. And um, I applied for a position with a staffing company called Durrell. And the manager called me and uh, set up an interview. And we had a great interview. I ended up getting hired. But one of my questions to him was, why would you talk to a teacher? Because I... You know, I barely know what businesses do. And he said, because teachers can multitask, they can talk to anybody, they have to be organized, they're used to planning, they're used to having um, changes that happen like that and being able to manage it. Those are the things that our company looks for. And it was like, oh, great. So when I started hiring, when I got promoted and started hiring, those are the things that I looked for. And so again, you take your skills and that company and figure out how to make that trans transition over to, from whatever industry you're in to the new one. Right. I think that's that's the key is to figure out and know what it is that you can do. Right. Um, and sometimes that's difficult to do. It is. It, it's not easy. It is difficult, especially if you're doing 100% transition to something new and different. Um, we had a teacher replaced last year who wanted to be an admin. Um, because she felt comfortable with those skills and she was very good at it. She'd been in education for 15 years. We did it and she's been there ever since. So, you know, we've been successful, but it's not easy. You really have to look at yourself and say, what strengths and skills do I have that will benefit a company? Because they have a problem, I have to be the solution. And your solution is knowing what those skills are and how you can be an advantage for them. Yep. Uh, I'm talking too much with my hands. <laughs> it's, I think, probably the right amount. Okay, thank you. Yeah, you're not like the Tasmanian devil and all over the place. But like, you know. um, so when we choose target companies, um, I think it's a good way really to get focus mm -hmm. in the job search because I, I've seen many times and or I will have clients that come in and they're like, I'm not real sure. I, I'm doing something wrong. Like, what, 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 what's your process? What are you doing? It's like, yeah, I've applied to like 200 jobs and nobody's called me. And I'm like, well, what jobs are you applying for? It's like, well, that, you know, that looks interesting or that looks interesting or that looks interesting. There's applying for everything. And what's happening essentially is they're not getting any calls back because the return on investment is, is, is very low. Right. In fact, it's like if you just apply to a job and do nothing else, the chances that somebody is going to pick up the phone and call you is like 3%, right? Yes. And it's one of the reasons why, and so why is that? So, um, again, your skills have to match what they're asking for. Jason's going to talk about the ATS system, but I want to say as you go through this, and you may have a target of five companies that you've selected, I want to work for any one of these five companies. And you start going into their um, career page, and find there's nothing that matches, take them off your search right now. Put them in the back burner. Back burner. Don't, don't toss them out. But add three others because there are companies out there that need you, that want you, that match your skills. A target company doesn't have to be that target for life. Yes. But it does have to be something where you would be happy, want to, and match the skills that they need 
when you you're looking for employment. So let's talk about the applicant tracking software for a minute. Um, so unless it's a small company, most companies are going to have software that's going to weed out people that apply. What does that mean? What does what mean? Weed out. Uh, basically disqualify or they're not going to be moved up to where a human can see them. Okay. So, so my resume is never looked at by a human at certain companies who have ATS systems. Probably not. Okay. Know this because this is true. Yeah. I mean, the software is set up to block 97%. I just did the, we just did math. Like if you just applied mm -hmm. something in 73%, so 97% of everybody that applies doesn't move forward and people see them. Uh, Listen to that new one, 97% do not move forward. So when you don't hear or get that rejection, don't feel bad, but you're in with 97% of the rest of the world. Right, because, so <laughs> let's talk about how the software actually works because people don't quite get it. They're like, oh, the robots are keeping, no, the robots aren't doing, the, the, the robots, <laughs> they're doing exactly what they are set up to do. They're doing their job. They're doing their job. But what happens is a HR person or a recruiter or whoever puts the job into the system, whatever system they use, and guys, there are over 200 applicant tracking software systems, all right? So they put it in there, and then it looks at it and then creates what it thinks is going to be the right candidate, right? The next thing that happens is you apply to the position, and the system scans your resume and then it parses it and puts it into different fields where it thinks things are supposed to go. The reason that people don't get moved forward is they have something that's off in the resume as it's trying to parse it into different fields, it doesn't know where to put it. And so it... It, it reads standard resumes. Right. When you make something fancy or different or move things or add lines, it can't read that stuff. So you're immediately thrown out without it even scanning the resume because it can't read it and doesn't know where to put anything. So a, a, and I'm not saying to use a template off of the internet, work with a coach. <laughs> We're not use it. Yeah, no, no, don't they, use a template. They also cannot read templates because templates are broken into sections and it can't read the individualized section. That's right. So you have to be very careful. You have you can look at a template and say, oh, I like the way this looks, but create the resume yourself. Do not like copy and paste into a template. No, it's, it's not going to work. Uh, yes, Jody says, uh, using AI based off of skills. Mm -hmm. And Fortran says, ATS systems can definitely be frustrating. They, here's what, they are, they are frustrating. Here's what's they frustrating are. is, and I get it because you continually apply to positions. You don't tailor the resume to the job posting. Nobody's seeing it. You're getting frustrated. And the next thing that happens is you start to self doubt. Mm -hmm. And now you're starting to go down a spiral of pressure. I'm not good. And I'm not good. Right. And it has nothing to do with you. It's just the process. And if you don't understand how to work the process, it's not going to work and benefit you. So here's why we target companies, right? Is because we want to make sure that we are able to tailor the resume to the job posting. We have the time to create that uh, 
disruptive cover letter that's going to hopefully get to the point. And then that, you know, we want to make sure that we stay focused on those companies. Now, Alice, you were going to say something. I could yeah, go I, ahead. I was just going to add that, that your frustration is felt across the nation. Um, so JFS is very small. We have 100 people that work here. So we do not have our own internal ATS system. Um, <laughs> we actually use an organization who does our payroll who has an entire program for hiring. And they've got the system embedded into their program. And so all the applications go through that and then come to us. So even though we don't own it, it's still there. And so it's frustrating for me as a hiring manager because sometimes I don't get the resumes I think I should be getting. And when I say, just send me all the resumes, it's like, why did they not send this to me sooner? And so I'm not going to say the applicant tracking system is always correct. But again, it's what we put in. It's the AI information we add to it to be able to read it the way we want it to be yeah. looked at. Yeah. It's hard. It, it is hard. It's hard for the hiring people, and it's even harder for the people wanting to be hired. Kelly Kerber said that she talks to people about that quite a bit. She's a recruiter. Mm -hmm. um, and Stephanie Kirchner popped in in the chat and said that uh, it, it makes you want to pull your hair out. It does. So how do you choose target companies, right? Like, let's talk about like, because we're talking about, we kind of identified what it is, but like, all right, now like how we pick them, right? Um, and there's many, many ways to do it. And there's not any real right or wrong way to do it. It's just what you think in your preference. And the first is like industry peers, right? You want to work for Elon Musk? Maybe you make Tesla a target company or X. Or Amazon. Or Amazon. No, that's Jeff Bezos. Oh. You want to work, work for Jeff Bezos? You want to work for Jeff Bezos? Maybe you want to work for Amazon or Amazon Prime or, you know, wherever. But it doesn't have to be somebody that's like, you know, Elon or Bezos or be a friend Zuckerberg. Just talked about a company that they work for and say, this is the best place I've ever been and I am so happy. Oh, tell me about it. Tell me up here, mm -hmm. right? Because I was already connected to Mitch. And, and so... And this is going to come up here in a minute. Like, like, you know, look at people that you know. Have they have they been there for a while, mm -hmm. right? I mean, Mitch, when he retired, was here twenty seven years. You don't stay twenty seven years at a company if the culture isn't great, right? Right. And when I started, and when I <laughs> so I started my job search, and once I kind of focused on it, and then created a target list. This was my number one target. So once you had a t your number one, once you had your list, five, let's say, how did you reach out to them? What did you do? Well, in my case, um, timing had a lot to do with it. Okay. Um, I was, so it was time for me to leave, where to stay, and um, I didn't know what to do and thought I was going to have to go back into staffing. And so I had a couple of interviews with a couple of different staffing companies. And I'm like, man, I don't know what I want to do. 
Yeah, we really what was happening. I dude, I did know really what was happening was I was uh, not interviewing well because I didn't want to go back into staff at all. Period. But I was, you know, I took a couple of interviews, uh, and then finally, uh, Greg, Greg Williams, uh, who I worked with, and he was the only person that really knew I was looking. And we worked together, and he said, Hopper, go do what we do now. And I was like, I don't want to work for the state. He said, no, no, go be a job coach. And I was like, oh, yeah, that is what we do. Right? Because that wasn't what the title was. Mm -hmm. And so then I'm like, okay, where can I become a career coach? And I was like, who do I know that's a career coach? I know Mitch Jacobs. So it's now, that was like a Friday, and now it's the weekend. And I'm like, I need to... I don't even know what's going on. I need to, but I need to like call Mitch and, you know, see what is happening and what is going on over there. And if I can maybe get hired or how you get hired at JFX. And then Monday morning, uh, I had an alert from LinkedIn that said, I saw, so guys, if you don't know, and this is going to come up in here in a minute, but like you can set your, job alerts on LinkedIn to email you whenever a job posts. In my case, I'd send it to career coach, comes back, it's Jewish family service. I stopped everything I was doing. Luckily, I didn't have a customer at my desk at the time. I did the application, turned around, sent Mitch a direct message on LinkedIn, attached my resume, he gave it to you, and you called me two days later. So, um, timing. The reason timing was great, but the reason we're talking about this is he had in the back of his head, not in the front, JFS. He knew about us. He'd heard about us. He knew someone who worked here, all these different things. So a target company doesn't have to be something that you thought about every day for the last five years. A target company is somewhere, again, you have to make a parameters. Parameters. Maybe it's somewhere that is um, easy to get to. You don't want to drive more than 15 or 20 minutes. Um, you want to make X number of dollars. You want some growth potential. I mean, you have to make up the parameters that you want and that are important from you. And then from there, be able to pick the target companies that you want to apply there who can meet those demands that you have, as well as the demands that the company is going to have on, you know, the person that they hire. Yeah. So it really can be a win-win for everybody when you do your homework. Yes. Uh, just real quick. Hi, Olivia. I see you in the chat, and Sharon, I hope that you feel better. Sharon's sick. Oh, I'm sorry. So, um, and guys, if you have any questions, put them in the chat. All right. Um, another way to choose target companies uh, outside of just peers, uh, some places you may want to work, former clients is a pretty good one, right? Because you've already established the relationship with them. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we said a minute ago, it's like, have they been there for a while? Because if they've been there for any length of time, that should indicate that it's a pretty good culture and someplace where you might want to go land. Um, also, too, here's the beauty of that. You've already got a built-in champion at the company because right. they've done business with you. Um, this happened, uh, so I worked for, uh, it was Venturi Staffing and then uh, Venturi bought out Staffmark. And so what happened was we had a lot of offices from the two companies and we had two like you know top vp kind of people right. 
which we don't need. And so one of them, you know, uh, stepped down and went to go work someplace else. And you know what happened? Pretty much the bulk of his people went with him. Right? Because they, he already, and in fact, that's how I ended up getting hired on later at Select because the, the, there's, you know, the reorg and I was looking for work and I knew one of the guys that was at Staff Mark, he knew me kind of, not a lot, but a little bit. And then when it, and I saw a position posted, sent him a, 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 a text message. And then I got hired on over there. Mm -hmm. Um, just so, you know, your former clients, it's gold. When clients or friends or peers or, or, or workmates or people you know, neighbors, it can be anybody. It can, it can be anybody who believes in you and with who, to whom you believe, um, who can help you move your resume, uh, forward. Um, we at JFS have lots of contacts in the business community. We can send a resume to Marriott, as an example, or to Hilton and say, listen, we've got this resume. This is what they're looking for. These are their pluses. These are some things that might have to be worked on. But in all honesty, they would be a great um, employee with, with you. Um, let's see what we can do. And oftentimes, they're, they're going to get hired. At least they're going to get the interview because you've been the champion for them. And so those things are important. For sure. Um, I think another way to check out target companies is going to be look at best of, mm -hmm. right? Um, so there's like, you know, there'd be like business journals. Uh, we'll also have the end of the year, best of like Fortune or uh, San Francisco Business Times. Here in Dallas, the two best of is gonna be from D Magazine or the Star-Telegram. And, and Dallas Morning News just did one on salaries last week. Oh, so, there you yeah, go. I mean, and the best stuff can be on different things. It doesn't have to be overall the very best companies, even though that would be a great list to use. But it could be things that you're looking for, like I need money right now. I'm I'm in debt. I I need to make some. I need to know who's paying well. Those things are all important for you, and those are the things that are going to help you select your target company. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, when we start looking at just those kinds of lists, you know, I think start starting that process. Just like, okay, let's, let's best places to work in Dallas, mm -hmm. 2023, mm -hmm. you know. And if you're looking to move somewhere, like maybe you have, you, you live in Dallas, you, you've been laid off, um, you want to move, uh, and you have family in Houston, and that's where you want to go. Have that family, ask them lots of questions. See who they know, what they know, what companies they know. Um, you still have friends in Houston because you used to live there. Call those people. Don't be afraid to reach out to people with whom you haven't spoken to in a while. They don't mind helping you. But they're going to do it on their time, not on yours. I have a client right now yeah. who is a temporary with a company who wants to be permanent. And they've been there for two months, um, three months, I guess and are very frustrated because they've been told, you are going to be permanent. You're great, you're exactly what we're looking for. You fit perfect with this team, you get along with everybody, you know everything. But their process is very slow. And the person is getting very frustrated. I'm like, what's the negative? You're getting great salary, you love the job, you love the people with whom you work, 
you like what you're doing, this was one of your target companies that you got hired by through an agency, but you still got hired, and you know you're going permanent. It's their process, and sometimes we get frustrated with the process. It doesn't work on your time. It works on their time. And so we had this lengthy conversation yesterday because it's important for you to understand they want you, you've been there for a long time, it's their process that's holding everything up, not the fact that they're trying to not pay you an extra 58 cents an hour or whatever. Yeah, that happened a lot. I was in, I was an on-site manager and I would always tell everybody, it's like, look, the, the time for you to get hired on with this company it could go longer than the projected right. three months. And the reason is because they hire in a round, meaning, okay, they, we want you, we want to hire you full time, but you know what? Um, Skip and Becky and Phil and Yolanda, they were here before you. They get hired before you do mm -hmm. because they've been here longer. I'm like, keep your head down, do your work, don't worry about it. Everything else take care of itself. And I do appreciate the frustration. I do understand it. But with that being said, just be patient. If they told you you will be hired, guess what? You will be hired. Bless <coughs> you. Oh, that's one of the ones that hurt too. We got a question. So a couple things that are happening in the chat. Yeah. Olivia Black got a job a few weeks ago and said thanks for the support. Congratulations, uh, Olivia. Kelly Gerber said that she did the same thing as far as creating champions. And yes, when I was at the Texas Workforce Commission, I did recommend her. She did interview. I uh, believe, if I remember correctly, Kelly, the salary was out of whack with what you were looking for, and that didn't happen, but that's yeah. how she got the interview. And then um, Parjana asked, how, how to choose target companies that offer remote uh, opportunities? Do you just visit the company's career site and look for advertised remote roles? So I'm going to answer that a couple times. Yes, you do do that. But secondly, you might want to call Texas Workforce Commission, which is the unemployment office in here in, in Texas, and say, listen, I don't have transportation. I'm new to the area. I'm not sure the companies. What companies have re, um, remote um, office, um, positions? And they might be able to help you figure that out. Yeah, so um, it's the Workforce, uh, Workforce Solutions Center. Just Google workforce near me and it'll come up with the center for you. If you live in any major city, there will be a workforce available to you. And let them know what your skills are and what you're looking for so that they can offer you, at least give you some ideas of companies to look at that match the skills that you're looking for. Everything is blowing up. You guys are so active in the chat today. Scott Butnick popped in. What's up, Scott? Hi, Scott. Scott says, control what you can control. Check your resume for typos. Are you uh, annotating your accomplishments? Tell them what's accomplished and what you did. Don't sweat the ATS. Make sure you're putting your best foot forward. Scott is a recruiter. He knows what he's talking about. We got two recruiters in the chat today. That's amazing. You guys are so awesome. I want to go back to something Scott just said. Um, and I forget what I was going to say. Uh, control what you can control. Make sure that your accomplishments are in your resume. Too many people say, I did this and I did that. Okay, well, so did 400. And so people. what? And so That's what? right. And so what? But if you can say, I did this and the result was, or however you want to word it. Again, you can look online and find these or else work with a coach. But Scott's right. Talk about those accomplishments. That's what people want to see. When I was hiring, 
for your position, those are the things that I was looking for. When I, when I looked for a financial coach, I wanted to see the accomplishments, not, oh, I did this and I did that, because some that's people not, have those same skills. Right. Well, that, that's one of the things that has changed over the past it couple is. of years of job search. But thank you, Scott, for bringing that because, up. Because people, employers today are not looking for a laundry list of things that you've done. They want to know not only how you did it, but what was the result? Is it something that's quantifiable? Exactly. And that's where a lot of people miss the mark with everything. They, they're writing the resumes just telling you what it is they did. And so what? That's the next part. By the way, if you need help and a coach to help you out to figure out those other bits to get employers interested in you and your resume, you can call us at 972-437-9950, extension 379. Leave a message and somebody will get back to you in 48 hours. We'll start that process. So when you're giving those accomplishments, sort of think like of it like a star story. A star story is what you tell when you're interviewing in a situation or a task, action, result. I would probably say 85 to 90% of the people give the situation or the task and the action, and then they stop the story. They forget the results. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had this terrible client, and he was so difficult, and when I got on the phone, what I did was listen, and he was happy. Well, that's not the result. The result was he ended up giving us an order for $5,000, which was more money than he'd ever spent with us, and said that because I was able to just listen and not judge, he liked what I was saying. You're not going to say all that in the, in the, um, on the resume, but you're going to say uh, one of my skills is listening, and because of that, was able to increase revenue by 4% or 5% or whatever it is. So now I've got something that I can look at and say, ooh, that was really good. Kelly Kerber says, uh, keep a list of your accomplishments at your prior companies and select two or three to list on your resume as appropriate for each role. Rearrange your bullet points to ensure the most relevant information for that role is at the top. Ooh, Kelly, Absolutely. Um, that's what you've got to tailor your resume to the job. That's what Kelly's talking about right there. Um, so how else are you going to start your companies? We talked about location. Maybe you just want something that's close to you, right? Um, this is my favorite. What do you like to do? Right? What do you like doing? Do you like movies, Allison? I do like You movies. know what? Cinemark's corporate office happens to be at Parker and the Tollway. Mm -hmm. Right next to the theater. Right there. You like jalapeno poppers? I do. You know what? TGI Friday's corporate office happens to be at the Tollway and the Turnpike. Right where they meet. Right there in that little corner. Um, you like dogs? I do. How about Petco, where the pets go? I could go on and on and on, guys. But, like, the thing is, like, what do you just like to do? Now, yes, you're not in the movies, but I guarantee you everybody that works at Cinemark gets to see the movies for free. <laughs> right? And so, okay, that's just Cinemark's corporate office. What about Look Cinema? What about a uh, AMC? Uh -huh. What about, you know, look they at their competitors, right? And it doesn't have to be just that one thing. Okay, so you like jalapeno poppers and movies. Okay, well, now you got a couple different targets, right? I just think, like, if you just kind of like the thing in general, that you're going to be more happy doing it. So um, I've told this story before, so if some of you have heard it, I apologize for repeating it. But I had a client who had been in um, IT for years and years and years and would get laid off as managers changed or softwares changed, whatever. Anyways, got laid off once and, and 
got very sad about it and started just watching TV and sitting on this couch. It was a client of mine, and we talked for a long time, saw him for a couple of months, and finally said, what do you like to do besides eat bonbons and watch TV? And he said, I love going to half price books. I love reading. I love the atmosphere. I said, go apply for a job there. Why don't you go to work there? And so he didn't do anything. He went home and, and sat on his behind and ate bonbons and watched TV until he saw two commercials that they were opening a new store. And he thought, you know, this is a message. And so he got dressed, got his resume, cleaned it up, drove out there, and they were just stocking the store. And the assistant manager was there. And he said, I want to work here. And the guy said, well, I'm not a hiring manager, but I will talk to you. Got the resume, talked to the guy, said, you are great. My manager's going to be in this afternoon. I'd like to give him your resume. Great. He left. Got a phone call. Went back out the next day, met the manager. And the manager said to him after the interview, which went very well, um, you have made a lot of money. We don't start people with a lot of money. <laughs> right, so right. we need to talk about the elephant in the room. And he said, you know, I've made the money. It doesn't make me happy anymore. I don't like doing that anymore because I know every X amount of time I'm going to get laid off. I'm ready to make a change and do something I like. And the manager then said to him, when would you be able to start? And he said, I've got my comfortable shoes in the car. It would take me five minutes to change. <laughs> and he loved that answer. Client left that night. He got an offer. He started out at the very bottom, worked his way up, and he's now manager of a store in Plano. That's amazing. And he started at um, Firewheel. Okay. So yep. it's what he wanted to do, and it became a target when we talked about it. So when you hear things from friends and it sticks in the back of your head and then something triggers it, go do it. Jody asks, is there free resume review slash LinkedIn review help. She was recently laid off. The answer is yes. Call us. Call us. 972-437-9950 extension 379, Jody. I will take care of you, girl. Don't worry about it. Gotcha. Somebody will. Might, might be me. Oh. But yes, we do offer. All right. So we're going to move this along a little bit, uh, Allison. So we got target companies. What next? What do we do with these target companies? We got them. What's happening now? What do we do? Well, the first thing is do your research. <laughs> Make sure that you still do want to work there. I mean, it might sound great. Uh, and you're like, oh, man, I really I want to work for a Fortune 5 company. I want to work for McKesson. All right, great. Make sure that you do your research and that your values are aligned with that company. Because if they're not, you might want to choose a different target. So the mission statement and the values of the company are very important. And um, most companies have those on their website. We have it on ours. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Large companies, medium-sized companies have that. Make sure they do align. Um, when you're in that interview, make sure that you understand what they do and how they do it and that you would be able to work there, that it would be something that you want to do. Yes. That's the other part of that. Right. Um, the next thing is like, do you, do you know anybody there? Exactly. Can't you, or do you know do somebody you that can there? get you introduced to somebody there? Or the next bit is if the answer is no to both of those, can you get connected to somebody? There? Right. When I 
moved to Dallas, I went to work um, as a temporary with Southwest Airlines, but I got in through a friend. Right. Um, because it's it's never been easy to get into Southwest Airlines, but she'd been there for a long period of time. She had been a temporary, got hired permanent, and so she said, you need to do two things. Uh, let the, the department know, I'll let the department know that you want to apply, and you need to get in touch with the staffing company and do both those things. And there you go. And I became a love mate. It's... <laughs> They're not called that anymore. They're not, They're called, not called that, that anymore. No, no. No, no. Um, so, um, yeah, create champions mm -hmm. within the company. If you don't know anybody there, um, and that we don't really have time to get into like all of the details and the tactics, but it's one of the things that I do teach clients, which is how to get connected to people at target companies on LinkedIn how to create those uh, connection requests, how to ask for and then get your informational interview and create a champion within the company. So you have to find, and LinkedIn really is a powerful machine, I'll be honest with you. You have to find those powerful machines, people, software, organizations who can help you. Um, and that's what's so important when you are creating your target companies and deciding, oh, I would want to work there. Ooh, I don't think this is the right place for me. So right. that'll help you make those decisions. Um, and let us know what, um, oh, by the way, since we were talking about letting us know, let us know if there's some topics right now that you would like us to start researching and talking about in the next few weeks because we'd love to be able to meet your needs and help you more. Yep. Um... Thank you, Kelly and Jody. So thank you. Um, here's, a, here's a feature that not a lot of people know about yet. It is a new feature on LinkedIn. It's about three months old. Um, go to the company's profile page. All right. Scroll and then so that so there's different tabs. The first one is the home page. The second one is the about tab. Click the about tab, scroll down about halfway and look to see if they have the I'm interested button. Um, because what you do, so what it, what it, how it reads is, you know, uh, want to work for the company but don't see a job match or, you know, not ready to apply yet, click the I'm interested button and we'll, it'll share your profile with our recruiters, right? Oh, great. Some companies have turned this off <laughs> because they had way too many respond to it. Some companies do still have it. Okay. It is a, but it is a great way if you have a target company to let somebody know, and by the way, it will let you know that for a year. The other part of that is once you click that button and the recruiters are doing searches for things, you're gonna come up to the top of a search faster than somebody that has not, because you've Makes already sense. indicated that you're interested. It's a, again, a fairly new feature. A lot of people don't know about it. Guys, if it's there and available, go do it. Um, Bank of America for sure still has it. I just looked at it yesterday. Um, but Kesson turned theirs off. Um, so did um, I forgot the other time. But it's there, and you can research. Go look at, go check it out. It's a good way to let a target know that you are interested in working there. So, Allison, we are about at time, and I wanted to, uh, you know, school's over. Summer's over. School starting. School starting. School starting this week. My kids going back tomorrow. Oh, I know. That's early. Yeah. I know we did meet the teacher last night, and so that got me thinking about what our fun question of the day would be. So, like, who is your favorite teacher? So I, I, I had to uh, 
one was the history teacher from high school, but my favorite teacher taught me in fourth grade and then she switched over to middle school English, and I had her twice. Oh, really? Okay. And I went into, I became a teacher because of her. Really? She was a great teacher. She was just incredible, and um, Miss Leatherly was her name. My favorite teacher was Miss Linhart, and I actually had her my entire <laughs> school uh, from freshman to senior year. She taught uh, AP English. Which I had her for that. She, I was also in speech and debate um, throughout my career, and she was the speech and debate coach. And she was, she was just amazing. Yeah, it's nice when you have a really good teacher that you can say, "Oh my gosh, I still remember her. I remember her name. I remember what she looks like." I mean, I just love this woman. So. Uh, okay, Yolanda says uh, she's gonna check out that LinkedIn feature and. Deborah, thank you for tuning in as well. But thanks to us both for the help and uh, Sharon, Sharon, Sharon's back again. Sharon, feel better, girl. Feel better. You feel better. Thank so, you, everybody. Guys, next week, Brendan Bretman's going to be here. Yes. We're going to talk about some financial stuff because this department is the Career and Financial Services Department coaching. Career and Financial Services Coaching. We're changing our name. Department, yes. We're rebranding. We're rebranding. So we'll see you guys next week with Brenda Botnick. Come back for that. Everybody have a great week and an excellent day. Bye, everybody. Bye. Good luck in your job search.